0: Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 74. Today's podcast is brought to you by Chef Notepad. Calculate your food costs and manage your recipes so you can have an awesome restaurant that is also profitable. How good would that be? Green Endeavor. Green Endeavor houses the brands Suncoast Fresh and Fruit Link. We are here to create sustainable communities, where people are educated, like we're doing today, empowered, like we're doing today, and inspired, like we're doing today, by the joy of real food, like we're doing today. How awesome is that? Jocelyn Cross, is the owner of Petite Ingredient, and she really, you know, was one of the founders, uh, paved the way with a lot of the flower varieties that we see on plates and menus and cakes right now. She's got a terrific story, some battles and some wins. Sit back, relax, let's get into this with Jocelyn Cross. How did you start the business? It obviously was before that, and, and what made you want to grow flowers?
1: Um, well, so I was an interior designer um, for 15 years, and I think I just got a little bit over uh, dealing with the first world mm. problems of rich to our housewives, um, and I wanted a change. And I think I used to want to be a florist when I was a little girl, mm. but um, – interior design instead. And I've always been kind of quite obsessed with flowers. They're my favorite thing. And I just started helping a friend with a bit of marketing. Um, and uh, then we started growing flowers in about a plot the size of this room. And this
0: room, for everyone who can't see, is uh,
1: five five meters by about eight? Five by eight
0: meters, yep. So a very yeah. small little plot.
1: And. Um, And then like after doing, after doing it, we were sending into the wholesale markets, uh, in Melbourne. And we just started, like, I started dreaming about flowers. Like, you know, we're talking about having great dreams. I just started dreaming about flowers and I was like, Oh my God, this is just like, I just can't stop thinking about this. And so, yeah. So I sort of did it with my friend for like 12 months or something. And then, she didn't want to do it anymore, so I went and found a greenhouse. I called my cousin, who's an agronomist, and said, hey, Adie, I need a greenhouse for this business because I want to be able to grow year-round. And he's like, oh, hang on. Oh, Bruce just bought, a, just bought a new lemon farm. I think it's got a greenhouse on it. i give him a buzz, and I went out the next day, and I said to him, I'll take it. Mm. And I think he was really surprised that this girl from the city came to came to, came to the Yarra Valley and I think he thought I was just looking around. I said, yep, no, I'll take it. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, so I took it and, um, I was there, that was in Hoddles Creek in the Yarra Valley. And I was there for, I think five years, Yeah, no, seven, seven years, something like that. And then I found a bigger farm, which is where I am now, um, in March, 2020, just before lockdown. So it's been really, weird couple of years setting up on that farm but i
0: take me back and tell us about what your thoughts were behind building um a fairly uh, well definitely exclusive brand that's really high-end and what was the you know the thinking from what i understand was you were targeting the best chefs of australia would you yes. say oh
1: absolutely and, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and into asia as well yeah, yeah right um i think One of the things about my brand and the whole identity of what I do is that I came in, you know, I have farming roots, grew up on a farm, um, but I came in as a designer to farming as opposed to a farmer producing a high-end product. So because my product's all about the visual, um, I've always been very focused and conscious on my branding the presentation it just it has to be right it has to be perfect the quality um it, my interior design background I was about to
0: say, yeah, does that is to you like? know
1: I've, I've i've worked at the top end of you know i've worked for some of the richest people in australia as an interior designer and you know from that background to working with the best chefs in australia they're kind of one of the same thing like it's to see my product on, you know, Martin Ben's creations, you know, I worked with him when he had Sepia and um, he's one of my favorite people in the industry. And, you know, to see my product when he's doing the, you know, 50 best restaurants and there's my product on the front of Epicure, that sort of thing, It it's um, like, that's real validation, but also, it, the interior design and the edible flowers, they're sort of in a way one of the same thing. So, how did you learn to grow?
0: Like, I mean, I can't garden for the sake of my life. Um, I'd love it, but... Yeah. And I have to bring in beautiful people like Future Wild to help us with our garden going forward. But, you know, how do you how do you learn to garden
1: Just every, commercially? Well, because everything I do is not... It's not like I'm a spinach grower and, like, this is how you do it. Like, if I wanted to grow coriander for the flowers everyone be like, oh, well, I don't know, like, you just, we just grow up for the leaves, so we don't know how to do it. So everything, I've just had to find out the really hard way mm. how to do everything. Um, and it's it's basically just forging a whole new industry um, mm. because we were really the founders. Um, you know, Petite Ingredient is probably the oldest edible flower grower in mm. Australia and... One of the first and training the chefs and about how to use flowers um, has been a real challenge um, and really interesting, but pretty much trial and error. Like mm. I just, in fact, I had a botanist who I worked with, and he his advice was try it and see. Mm. And I'd be like, well, what am I engaging you for? <laughs> try it and see. Just give it a bell, see yeah. what happens. And that's pretty much how I've how I've just. So I have so, I've built so much knowledge because I've had to learn the hard way.
0: That's pretty much how we've done things. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I think that the reason I asked that question is because I do want to inspire people to have a bit of a go. Like we've come through a difficult time. Um, and, uh, I, I think that it takes courage and action to be able to, to do something like what you've done. You must mm. have had a little piggy bank to start, I'm sure, just to, to get going because, um, but, yeah, it, it, it shows the person that you are to take that risk and have a little shot, you know, going from something safe and secure that would have been earning you great money Yeah, do that. And I, and I actually recommend that people do do that. Was this a global thing happening with flowers as far as you're aware? Uh, or is it or has it? or Where is that right it, now?
1: It was in Europe. Um, mm. There was a company called Coppet Cress um, who are probably real pioneers in that specialty area and I think everyone was sort of copying them so I think I referred back to them on a few things they were when doing. When you say
0: copy you mean inspired you? Inspired
1: <laughs> um, but, uh But you know like I now look at if I looked at their range now compared to mine I mean we've got hundreds of products. Yeah. Um, I don't I think a lot of it was just kind of I, I always say it's like you just close your eyes and cross the road which mm. doesn't sound very strategic but mm. it's absolutely and i'm pretty sure graham that a lot of what you've done is like gut instinct just having absolute belief i have absolute belief in myself mm. i don't know why but i always i always have uh,
0: well yeah it's not from running a calendar very good is it that's for sure in my in my business <laughs> i'll be a little today um yeah it does. gut instinct is, it, tells, it says uh, once again a lot about doing business with emotion and, um, and there is a side of, uh, particularly a florist or a an interior designer or a chef, uh, or an entrepreneur that actually needs to be like this. Now, Absolutely. unfortunately it normally comes with a sort of an unorganized side, yeah. which I think you lack the unorganization i think you are actually pretty organized given Um, ocd right so that's a rare combination yeah and i'm lucky that i surround myself with really smart people and great stuff as you know um uh glenn connor hashtag um and all the rest but yeah uh we've got a great i surround myself with a great team i know you do as well but initially to be able to run the books which i'm sure you did do all the bass and all this stuff, which I remember when you were, you know, I think whatever program you wanted mm. to use in my whatever it was at the time. And, and mm. to do all that, then still do the creative, then still do the marketing and still do that. So you had a passion for that, but you had the ability to, that's really amazing. And that's a rare combination. Um, so now you've got a great team. You're telling me in the car about your wonderful staff. Tell us a little bit about them.
1: Well, um, yeah, I've managed to surround myself with people, who helped me with the heavy lifting Um, you know i mean it all falls on my shoulders at the end of the day but um you know i'm a great believer that every person who comes into your team brings something else so if someone leaves the next person will bring someone else i've been very lucky to have very long-standing staff working for me um in fact i had a staff member leave last year who'd worked for me for seven years and i said to her our relationship lasted longer than my marriage, oh. <laughs> and I went through all the things that she had supported me through. Um,
0: yeah. So, so let me jump in there. So you were married? You're, you're, that was after you started the business. You, you, you were married when you started the business? So no, no. I okay. Yeah. thought You were,
1: but anyway. No, we were to, we were together. Oh right. But I was yeah, but we yeah, weren't okay. married. Yeah, yeah, okay, um. Yeah. But yeah, like she saw me through yeah. having uh, you know, pregnancy and newborn and. Um, me having um you know, I had breast cancer and, and just to throw that in, just yeah breast yeah, cancer. Yeah, on the and side. and Luke, actually Luke at Sydney Direct said yeah. to me, after all that, he said, You wouldn't have known. He said, Your team are amazing. You yeah. wouldn't have known everything you'd gone through and I was doing that. I was my dad had brain cancer at the same time. I I just I had all these things going on with us with a one year old and they just ran my team, just ran the, sh- the whole biz just mm. completely seamlessly and um, to have Luke say that to me when I was up in Sydney, um, I was like, oh, I came back, I said, Catherine, you won't believe it, but they had no idea mm. that I'd gone through all these personal struggles and you guys did such a good job and ran such a tight ship. But, you know, the team that I have now, like um, Vong, um, who's worked for me for six or seven years as one of my pickers, um, like she just they're just, they have such pride. She said to me, she gave me a hug the other day and she said, I love you so much, Jocelyn. And I just, it brings me so so much pride to have this really beautiful team that are, you know, they're like a family and there's care and there's care for my business and for for them in return. And I've managed to form this amazing um, farmhand team recently. And they're just, They're killing it. Like after lockdown, they're just absolutely realizing all my dreams of what I wanted from this new farm. That's five times bigger than my previous farm. Like they're fully—they're doing everything that I went there to do after all the lockdowns. It's all happening, and I've got a great admin office team, HR team, and I think they're—they're just. I don't know what they're doing today. Like I know what they're doing, but I don't need to be there. They really. I have absolute trust, yeah, yeah they do an amazing job.
0: So that's now, but let me tell you, like, so breast cancer, you know, babies, dog, divorce, business, book, uh, then throw in a little book, so decided to write a book there as well, huh?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Just throw in a little book for a little bit of fun?
1: Yeah, which... Um,
0: like, I'm not busy enough? No, let's, I'm hey, not. let's write a book.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got a book deal with Hardy Grant, uh, my friend Matt Pember, who has the Little Veggie Patch Co, and I, we were co- collaborating um, on some products together, and um, and he and I, like, we'd chat uh, when I was driving up to the farm. We'd be, like, yakking on the phone yep, and yep. stuff. I've known him for 20-plus years. And, um, and he said, oh, you know, I've always, like, had this idea of, like, you know, plants are, like nose to tail like you know eating all parts of the plant and i was like hey matt well this is totally my whole business like he said there's all these uses for plants and people aren't using them like coriander i'm like yes you can use i said my whole business has been trying to force plants to do things that in western society they're not designed to do and you know
0: so what do you mean by that
1: well you know we're we're told that Uh, you know, broad beans, for example. Um, We grow broad beans and we pick the pods off and then we eat the bean inside. But actually, if you pick the young tender pod, you can eat the whole thing. The leaves, the tips, the stem, the entire broad bean is edible. And then when you finish with it, you know, you just cut it down and work it back into the soil, and it's a nitrogen fixer. Like, mm. um you know, in coriander. Every in Asian cuisine, they use the root. They chop up the root and they use it in stocks. You make and,
0: like a um, ferment out of, the, out of the skin as well. So if you wanted to just eat the the, the, the seed, I guess. Oh yeah, get yeah. It inside, yeah. Uh, but you can actually make a ferment out of the skin as well. You need the skin when it's young, but when it's older,
1: yeah, that's yeah, a
0: little bit like no, gri- you don't yeah, want to do that. It's chewy, going to make yeah. one of your eyes, tw- you know, twitch tw- while tw- you're tw- trying to eat it, but. Yeah, you can ferment that down and do some sort of stout or some sort of drink of some description. Right. I okay. really, I just heard someone did it recently. So yeah, you definitely can eat the whole lot.
1: Yeah, so I, I wrote. Of- so um, yeah, so Matt and I we came up with this idea together, and we wrote this book. And um, he'd written a number of other books, and I came up with the title, which he might he might disagree with. But I said I've got it. <laughs> Root. Well, he's, he's not here. He's not here, so. but I'll send it. I'll send the podcast to him so he can listen. But I came up with the idea, and it was, you know, it's a little bit cheeky, but it's Root to Bloom. And I said, you can be the root and I'll be the bloom. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty happy with being <laughs> the root. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, A Guide to Whole Plant Use is the book. And so we got this, and so Hardy Grant was his pub- publisher, which is a huge international publisher, and Jane, our publisher, you know, it takes a while to get all this sort of thing happening, but... He pretty much just f- smashed out a little email to her, kind of a bit Graham style, disorganized. This is our idea. <laughs> we had the book deal. That that was it. She just went, "Yep, I love it. It's amazing. Can't can't wait to do it." So then went through all the rigmarole of that, and then we were starting writing in 2017. September 2017 was when the writing was going to begin, and that's and so we're just beginning. And I find a lump, and it's turns out it's cancer and I have to go through chemo and I have to have a mastectomy and I have to do all this surgery and I called Jane and I said, Jane, I've just received some bad news and she was five years older than me and she said, I was 38 at the time and um, Harry was one and she said, I had breast cancer five years ago Mm. and we actually had the same oncologist and exactly the same treatment. And she said, we can stop this if you like, and we can pick it up next year, the, the writing because that's the intense bit and all the styling and photography and everything. And I said, no, like there's people relying on me and I'm letting the team down. I'm going to do it. So I had to write this whole book through chemo and mm. it was an incredibly hard experience. Sorry. No, you're <laughs> all right. Um... Yeah. I,
0: I think that why, why <laughs> I I wanted you to talk about this
1: <laughs> is because no, when
0: when you're in business and doing all the stuff that you've done, it actually it actually hardens you as a human.
1: It does, yeah. And
0: and it and it and sometimes it's just hard to to, to be, you know joyful and mm. you have to look for that a lot. And mm. and that's what having a business and restaurateurs who are listening and chefs and and, and everyone who's out there you know, it's just not easy to, to get some of the things that you you've got and 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 do all the things a day. And, and um, sometimes I think people look at different businesses and you know ours and those things so easy. But um, you know it's what you've done and the reason i spoke to you the way that i have today is to find this emotion in you Mm. because i know that you are so passionate about what you you defend it with all your emotions Mm. and you really and truly believe in in what you're doing and you're Mm. you're not stopping developing new products finding new things Mm. so yeah i'm really proud of you as a person and the brand that you've built um, you know, um, and I know that your life's a, in a better position now. Oh. You've got a partner, and your and your life is um, is is starting to get better. And and um, and as they get older, hey Scarlett, it gets a little bit easier. I think. Yeah. Um,
1: they come and work yeah,
0: for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So um, so so what happened? Um, I want to know. So we've got great products. And um, we won't really go into the products too much, but we all well, we actually, we've got with the Petite blend. uh We've got the... Um,
1: confetti. It's
0: confetti, which is just a cool product lots of different colours. But people can go to your website, our website, and find, find the products, and we'll offer mm. lots of samples. But we're not selling that today. We're really just telling the story. <coughs> Tell me about... Um, how the dried range come about. Was it that you got closed down in COVID and you went away and come back and all the flowers were dead and you thought, Oh, we'll sell them dried. No, 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 no. believe it or not. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like Sorry, that. I made the that story up of that. an entrepreneur. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, no, I, so like, I, I, I think I'm a definitely, I'm a bit of a greenie, and I hate waste and uh, my mother was very frugal and everything. And so I'd have like, I remember having all these roses, like I'd be saying to my landlord's wife, like, Hey, do you want to take like some roses? And because I I couldn't sell them all and you'd always, you always have a glut of something and I hate waste. And as much as I liked having a house full of beautiful long stem scented roses, um, I wanted to kind of capture that and unlock it as cash in Mm. some way. And also, you know, not waste things. So I thought oh, I'll give them a girl in the dryer, and one of my staff had a
0: dryer.
1: Like a clothes dryer? No, not the clothes ah. dryer. <laughs> I didn't try that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so one of my staff, she had a an old school dehydrator, and she brought it in, and it did a terrible job. So I um, so I took some home, and I put them in my oven, and I just whacked a. Um, Wooden spoon in the doors just to keep it slightly ajar and put it at about, you know, 60 degrees
0: or. Is this plays health and safety? <laughs> <Is it? laughs> no, just yes. to try it.
1: Yeah. And it worked. And so then I thought, yeah. and then this product would come out and it was not, didn't look like the crappy potpourri that you'd, you know, stick in your sock drawer. It had like this, like the cornflower was as blue as it was when it was fresh. And
0: exactly. See what I just wrote down that Dry colour. Now I don't know if she should be telling everyone this because the but yours doesn't fa- And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. it retains its colour. It does longer or infinitely.
1: Yeah, well, if you keep it out of the sunlight.
0: Okay. It, it, so it's just yeah. like champagne, where we need to have a darker bottle. Um. Potentially, if there's an idea. Me and yeah, you, but, brainstorming all the time.
1: Yeah, so yeah. That's why they yeah. do with champagne. No, but then you couldn't see it. So just yeah. So we store we just have it. a little in,
0: bit so you can see.
1: We store it in cool stores. Yeah. So um, what
0: is the optimum temperature for the dried stuff? Just so chefs know.
1: Look I would say 15. you know, four to ten. Oh four really? To 12. That cold? Well I keep it I in the I want to put it in call call my room. kitchen when we get a couple No, across no, you road. can keep it you can keep it in the kitchen. That's okay. fine. But just warm and it, it doesn't need to be chilled. From
0: Queensland we're in here.
1: Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not yeah, like most Melbourne, of people run the aircons for all day yeah but um no but just keeping it out of the sunlight because otherwise it fades but look
0: without looking tell me the dried range go
1: mm-hmm. i couldn't tell it all okay. to you. There's, <laughs> there's over 100 products but look cornflower is a massive one calendula is amazing and orange and beautiful linaria probably has the shortest shelf life but it's beautiful um rose petals are our biggest one of our biggest sellers confetti is Absolutely, the most popular product in our range. We have rose geranium is my favourite because it's like electric purple. Like it reminds me of the eighties. It's just that beautiful oh, yeah. electric no, purple. Don't that color, yeah. um, look, we do snapdragons. We do um, dianthus, which is carnations. Um, pink is massive for us. Fennel pollen, which has been a huge hit with all your chefs up here oh, and yeah, your we, team.
0: Yeah, um, don't know if you do want to see us. Uh, you're going to be back next year but if you do want to see us we can bring some products out make sure people know that as well please but yeah the fennel pollen,
1: yeah fennel um all those sorts all those tasty things all our violas our pansies we do whole flowers we do flower petals um
0: okay so a lot of these um are getting used in in restaurants now um you know um, i saw people's eyes light up when they looked at the product yesterday because um, as an alternative for fresh sometimes on some particular dishes it actually works better and is not you're definitely not going to lose a, a, a dried flower um, without you know the fresh one so or maybe on a, a particular dishes they could be useful but I also know that you send them to Singapore, is that right? Am I yeah, this? I've, I've got. Forgotten when I, that well,
1: they, I send them all around the world. So actually, for
0: teas and do they make them into teas because it's Singapore, no cake, decorating.
1: Really? You know, you know, everyone's a sweet tooth. They don't yeah. drink. They love sugar. Right. Um, so we sent Toronto. Interestingly, is quite a big market for right. us. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, and we sent. Yeah, we send to London. We send to France. I, I mean. I mean i've sent to bermuda like all around the world um but we have a really big retailer in singapore mm-hmm. and also another one in malaysia who actually came and visited me last week um and i yeah I, our products really popular in so asia this,
0: so this is around it should be in fruit shops right should be like, yeah you know, or absolutely no, so are we you know
1: next to the molden sea salt it should be
0: right okay so we'll do some more education on that through um fruit links pages as well because yeah there's a great opportunity there that's exciting um yeah i love these products they're yeah, and and i think um you know because of the way that um Suncoast are doing more and more education and training internally and externally um it is a truly the best way to inspire people with their products but while we're on your product I do want to mention about the sugar, these as well tell me about these and, and that range <coughs> the, this is not an ad by the way I just I, I just want people to know what Jocelyn does uh, so I'm not trying to do a little ad here I, I am genuinely excited about these products
1: so the rose sugar and violet sugar um, I actually have a little violet farm in Provence in France Um, who make that for me and how I came about them is my mother was on holidays in Provence and she found a little jar of crystallized violets and she brought them home and said oh darling I thought you'd be interested in these and of course like my mother and I are very different on the entrepreneurial scale but I looked at the back of the jar And I sent them an email and said, I want to distribute your products in Australia. And so she sent me, you know, know, then she sends the price list. I'm like, oh, oh, they do violet sugar. And then I discovered the rose sugar, which I don't think anyone else does. So I've got exclusive, you know, this is exclusive range for us. And, um, you know, we buy like 50 kilos in at a time of the sugars. Um, But like... The colour and the fragrance is just so incredible. And we do the crystallised roses and violets as well. Um, but, yeah, like these sugars, um, this family who I'm buying them from, she's like sixth generation violet farm grower. Um, and the 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 fact the factory, the, the manufacturing processing place where she has the sugars made, they've been in business for 750 years. So it's... It must be really old. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking pretty good for (laughs)
0: eight. (laughs) Eat more flowers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so... um, That's good.
0: Good good part of the range. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on was petite ingredient. I said earlier before we started the podcast how much I love the brand and, and all the work that you've done with that. But it is such a small ingredient, petite. It is petite. It must take a long time to harvest this. And also the customer must get a reasonable amount of yield because there's so many in a punnet. And tell, the Linaria, which is probably my favourite of your range, um, tiny, mixed colours, you do straight colours as well. Tell me about the picking and... and
1: yeah, and so um, to pick uh, like a tub of, of Linaria would take one of my workers almost the whole day, whole working day, mm. which would yield maybe 50 or 60 punnets from that. Um, so you, so the difference with our Linaria is that we pick, which was actually, um, the wonderful Peter Gilmore, who he asked me to grow Linaria for him a hundred years ago. And his feedback to me was, when you pick it, I want you to pick each individual little flower. Mm. I was like, okay. I'm
0: not charging your prices, Pete.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, so unfortunately I've got these um, very nimble workers who, and I buy them these little stools that they sit on, like the kind of thing you get your kids to stand on when they're brushing their teeth and things. They sit on them in the rows and so they're very comfortable picking them. But, um, yeah, so that's a whole day's work for, you know,
0: 50 punnets.
1: But in that punnet there, there would be about 250, uh, 250 flowers, um, and so you're getting, you know, you might be paying 30 cents per dish for that, like yeah, it's I really think. good, it's really good, good. Value. it's good value in that sense, yeah, right. um, but yeah, there's a lot of little flowers in there.
0: Uh, tell me about the Australian food scene, the Brisbane food scene, what are you thinking, what are you seeing, how are you feeling it at the moment, what's going on, welcome back to Brisbane by the way after COVID.
1: Thank you, um, oh look, Brisbane's really amazing, um. I I, I think it's changed a lot since I was here pre-pandemic. Um, it's really exciting. Um, like we went to Agnes last night, which was amazing. I mean, as a Melbourne person, when they said, would you like to go and sit upstairs and have a drink at the end of the night on the terrace? I'm like i'm a reptile i'm not going and sitting outside at 10 o'clock at night and it was like this beautiful balmy terrace it was just and you know sky sky views and you know the whole shebang it was just beautiful but um like the restaurants we went to see yesterday there's i feel like there's this real buzz happening in Mm -hmm. brisbane that i'm really excited to be a part of and like new farm yesterday was just so beautiful it reminded me of like Wallara or mm. something. It's just, um, and
0: lots of building going on in the city,
1: lots yeah. of building. And I, I feel like Melbourne is, you know, we're always forging ahead on the culinary front, but I feel like
0: you've been benched for the last three years.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's a lot of, um, yeah, I think there's still a lot of fear and people mm-hmm. are probably going elsewhere to find mm-hmm. opportunities. So, well, you know, we're lucky to be a national business, but, um, I think yeah i think melbourne's still crawling back mm. a little bit mm. um and also we've you know we sort of forged ahead earlier but it's brisbane is a really exciting really exciting market to be in
0: and where do you see um your part of the of the culinary business um where do you see flowers going and the industry going um going forward what are your thoughts on that
1: I think it's taken a long time, but I think people are realizing it's not, it's not a premium product just for the top end of the market. Um, when I say that I, I'm, this is not the ABC. So I assume I can mention brands and businesses. Yeah, of <laughs> um, I got approached by the group um, a couple of years ago, um, who own like strike bowling and Archie brothers and Holy moly. And we're sending A couple of kilos of dried flowers to them a week for their cocktails and we've also got jamaica blue muffin break jamaica blue um Mm. the chain of cafes they also they're buying our dried flowers as well for their brunch dishes so you know if dried flowers could be in maccas i you know i think that that
0: so, how I always view food, and I've probably said this before on podcasts, so bear with me for a second, is that I see when we bring in a new f- product in, we're forging, we're, we're using growing techniques, we're, we're, we're using the flower, um, not just for seed, but to eat. Um, you're doing lots of different things. We're breaking up um, the confetti using co- combinations of different flowers, which have slightly different textures and flavors. Um, so, when you forge to have what you have, with all the adversity, with the Cancel, the baby, the, all the stuff, the book, uh, and all the uh, running the business, um, that's like the catwalk of wherever the catwalks are in the world, let's say Milan, yeah. Yeah. and then eventually they end up like a Caesar salad, which was made Garadon style in a restaurant somewhere in the world where they made it at the table and then brought it to you. And now it's um, almost sadly in a bag at a supermarket, which is, you know, so it sort of can have, deteriorate have you, on the way down. Have you but seen Devil
1: Wears Prada? There's yeah. that fantastic soliloquy um, where she talks about that green jumper or something. Oh, the blue, yeah. jumper. the yeah. blue jumper. Yeah, yeah it's like know that. Where it came from. And yeah. now you yeah, it's yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's it's so there will always be a place for, you know, the linaria at the top end of the market, but then the dried rose petals or something. Like, yeah, it's and that's where you re yeah. and you come up with something new.
0: Business economy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there'll be many. So that's what you see as the future.
1: I see it. It is people are becoming a lot more aware. The general public, um, like we sell to the general public as well online, so that it is becoming. Uh, it is still an aspirational product, but it is we're making it accessible. We are tra- We are teaching people what it is. It's it's a product that is available to the everyday man. Um, mm. So the everyday baker. And I think that those two ends of the market can live happily, whether it's a blue jumper or a, you know dried rose petals. I think we can still exist in the same space at very different ends of the market. Um, and it can still be considered by a Peter Gilmore restaurant um, or Dan Arnold as an, a product that is luxury and essential For use at Mm. both ends of that market.
0: Mm. what would put
1: you apart at a dinner party, you know. You bring a cake with some edible flowers on. Told
0: you about my uh, potato salad that I still get talked about. Yeah,
1: and this is me who always forgets to take (laughs) home a punnet of edible flowers. I I have to buy fruit and
0: veg on the way home. I forget that as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look, it, it is a fabulous business and um, you've had um, a lot of courage and a lot of adversities and um, I, I, I Do think that um, it's very exciting. I also love the fact that you um, uh, Have all the tasting notes which we can give out to people and um, um, and um, So people can actually match and use things. It's a savory application. It's a sweet application There's so many uses for this beautiful product. Uh, you must be very very proud organic yeah you're organic oh. are you joking You've we're got not
1: that? we're not certified um because uh, i can't afford to get that private body out to do it but um uh we are fully um we practice organically so every food or herbicide that we do use is fully certified organic with zero withholding period um our practices are pretty organic because a lot of it's just weeding. Um, so you don't have to wash any of our product. And I've always practiced that way since I started the business. Um, and I'm really proud that we can do that because the other thing I, th- I think about is, you know, you hear, hear all these awful stories like silicosis with people who've worked, you know, oh, yeah, in reconstituted stone. Yeah, and I think. Horrible. And I was thinking the other day, oh, you know, I know my staff are safe because... The products the, that we use and our methods are not going to harm them. Yeah. So, and particularly, you know, the, that old thing I have anxiety around having had cancer. I'm so, you know, I'm so aware of my environment and the environment of my child, and and yeah, you know, safe. all those sorts of things, and yeah. knowing yeah. that we practice that way, you know, ethically for the for the, um, you know, without sounding too high order to the earth as well that you know we can't we move to the farm that we're in now which was very much a monoculture um strawberry farm where you know just spray it and now we've got this beautiful biodiversity and birds come and eat the you know the grubs and you know we just use good old-fashioned practices to Mm. um you know care for the soil and and our environment
0: beautiful we're going to give away one of your books. Cool, you did agree to that, okay? Yeah, I did agree. <laughs> so, yeah. what we're going to do is if people go to um, uh, the post that we're going to put up on Instagram and write book, book, book in the notes, all right, and they can tell us if you're organic or not, so yes or no, then they'll go in the draw to win uh, the book. But they also have to do this on your Instagram post. They
1: so do. They have to do
0: it twice. Yeah. So if you do that twice, go to ours, go to Petite Ingredients, go to Snow Coast, write book, 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 and yes or no whether you're organic or not, which I know the answer. Um, then you go and draw it to win one of your Root to blend books. Is that a good idea? I just thought of that off the spot. Yeah, I mean, it's an intricate idea, but I
1: like it. I like
0: it. I <laughs> think <laughs> one person's going to end it for what, sure. You what watch?
1: happens if you write book, book?
0: uh we'll you do it. if it. you go if you just write book 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 and, uh, and 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 then say that we're all getting oh i just gave away the answer mm-hmm. um then um then you'll go and draw okay so do that go to go check out the page comment that and um um then we'll know who's getting through and all the rest but um it is an absolute pleasure to to talk to you and, and see what you're doing and i, I love that you view and you're still forging on. and you and i actually know that as um like i said a parent um it does um get easier um and i know Thanks. you're doing so much whether it be school um school visits with your son and pickups and drop-offs and uh, you've done an amazing job and um yeah look forward to supporting you as um as much as possible over the years ahead
1: Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure being up here.
0: And if you can get, it, if you want them in Sydney, it's Lukey, isn't it?
1: Lukey in Sydney. Yep. And, and CJ. I'll give you Luke's mobile number, direct line, so you can call him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, CJ in, in Melbourne. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Durable. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being a part of the podcast broadcast.
1: Thank you. It's been yeah, it's been fun. Cheers. Cheers.